Is your lawn that house on the block? Don't worry. Furt Dogs is here to help. Furt Dogs specializes in fertilization and weed control programs that provide a healthier, weed-free lawn you can be proud of. Furt Dogs is Omaha's number one trusted lawn care provider with over 1,500 satisfied customers and the best of Omaha winter three years in a row. If you want the greenest lawn on the block, give them a call today for a free estimate. Their number is 402-895-6979. You can also find them at FurtDogs.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love water. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me he's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang <laughs> on it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Good shit. Thank you. Good job, buddy. Congratulations. You're good at your job. Thank you. Go be great indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 45. Mike's holding up the five. Like, I don't know. Like, I've, like I've messed up before. Yes, yeah. you actually have. Shut up. Some people do their job correctly. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's Kyle and sometimes me. <laughs> yeah, with your phone going off. <laughs> we are in the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. Like always, drinking some brews. Fellas, let's go around and talk about what we're drinking. I, myself, the Dirty 30. Two. <laughs> Old ass motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> 3 uh, 3.8, uh, like four. You said 4.2, right? It's like around the 3.8 to 4.2. I don't know. Listen, Somewhere in there. Listen, that's uh, close enough. Give or take. It's not high. Yeah. It's not high. I just want something light, something classy. Won't get me too Mikey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's targeting. Yeah. You yeah. Toss me out, boy. Um, not yet. <laughs> We're working on it. I'm just going to move his chair back 15 yards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the Dirty 32. Well, I mean. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Well, no, you're, <laughs> you're Dirty 29? 28. Okay. 28. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to drag this out. It's just good beer. It's good beer. Yeah. Smart man. Mike? I am drinking the Mango Unchained. Uh, I just wanted to continue the buzz I had when I came in here, and that sounded good, so here we are. Yeah, Mike's been on the golf course all day, so you'll have to forgive this episode. No. edited. I do the best work when I'm drinking. He just smells like a guy that's been outside all day. Yeah. You know that smell? Yeah. Well, just don't don't stand too close. Sorry, Kyle. His, his sentences are going to be chopped where you can tell it's been edited. Just yeah, he's a couple chances old. at it. I'm going to sound like Channing Tatum tomorrow, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Connor, what are you drinking? I am drinking Ooh. the Pilsner. Oh, oh weird. Good job, yeah. buddy. Thank you. I, uh, I I felt like I had to give myself like off the backboard there. Yeah. Mostly because I knew we were just going to skip me if I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. He drinks the same beer every week. Every, every, week. every week. Actually, every day because he works here. Even though That's he true. like basically lives here. Yeah. He just yeah. drinks the same Not beer. anymore. Yeah. He lives in Council yeah. Bluffs now. Yeah. I did. I heard about that, actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did hear. Did you have jokes prepared? Uh, no. Thank God. Anna left them all. Yeah. She's like, she already got she me. She's like, there was like three guys and then like some guy from Council Bluffs. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Um, let's throw it over to our special guest. We have with us Heard at Sports Reporter. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. I Yeah. Reporter, senior social strategist, but. Oh, senior like, social strategist. I want to go with that one. Yeah. Dude, senior. Well, that's I what keep... like it's on. It's on the website, but I, I guess I actually 
prefer reporter because I feel like that's what I do more. Okay. But yeah, when you look at the website, that's what my title is. Okay. So to be if, exactly. if you're in a senior senior role, would that make Jared like a geriatric analyst? <laughs> <laughs> He's old. That's what I'm getting at. I'm well, old. junior. Well, yeah. I'm older than them. I don't know if you caught that. Much older. Okay. Much Thanks, guys. Older. We- wiser. Thank, thank you for having me on your podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you? Do you know what you're drinking over no, there? No, I do not. She has squeeze the day. Yeah, squeeze. Yeah. It's good. How, how would you describe it? Well, it was... Um, advertised me as kind of like a summer shandy, so that was my selling point. So I'd say no free similar. plugs, but yeah, yeah, pretty good. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that that's a pretty accurate statement, though? Yeah. Summer shandy. Yeah, yeah. It's good. good job, guys. Yeah, I, w- I asked for summary. Hit the spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, guys, come to the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room. Not on Mondays. Not on Mondays. Not on Mondays. Hundred Eighth and Harrison, Livisa, Nebraska six eight one two eight. Okay, Avery. Thank you for coming on the podcast, first of all. Yeah, well, we thanks appreciate for having you. me. Yeah, thank you. Round of applause. Now, you may or may not know this, but we're going to start off just like we did last week with Anna. We are a Husker fan podcast. Don't get it twisted. We don't talk about anything else. Just Husker sports. <laughs> we have our niche, right? Yes, we have our, our target audience. That's our and, thing. That's what it's called. Yeah. We all have our yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you have a thing. This is my thing. I can't make eye contact with Mike tonight. <laughs> Avery, are you a Husker fan? Yes. Have you been to a Husker game? Yes. So both my parents went to Nebraska. Oh, okay, okay. Very cool. So okay. I had no choice. In fact, actually last weekend I was cleaning my hometown bedroom. And if this defines, I guess, my um, brainwashing, this would be it. I had a bear like you know everyone has their like childhood stuffed animal mm-hmm. mine was i think passed down for my dad because it's terrifying looking but the back <laughs> you screw it and it's our fight song there oh. you go. so okay. i was like make like i was making a joke with it and i sent it to our herd at sports chat and was like if anyone wants to know like what they talk about when they say brainwashing our children i think this is it mm-hmm. because once i turned it on it didn't go off for three hours like no three yeah. hours <laughs> Like, not kidding. Like, I put it back underneath my bed and, like, the underneath the thing shelves, like, came back up later. And I was like, what was that? You like, wake I, up in the middle of the night so to I, hail like, varsity. Literally. <laughs> 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 and the clapping is still wrong. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, whoever has that, like, was lullabied for three hours. And that's why we're brainwashed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I grew up a Husker fan. So, sure. Anna last week said that her Husker hero was Adi Kanalik, <laughs> basically. That was weird. <laughs> Such a weird. Listen, uh, the founder know. of Herd at Sports. Yeah, that's true. Yes, fun and, fact. And Blake Lawrence. And Blake yeah. Lawrence. Yes, yeah. fun fact. She knows what she's doing. Yes. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to plug Adi Kanalik to her. Well, I'll give Blake a shout out because me and Blake's little brother went to high school together. Grade school, elementary school together. So he's he's so a I knew Kansas Blake. person. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I knew Blake and then it was weird because I got hired here and he was like, hey, what's your job situation? I was like, well, and he was like, shut, shut up, shut, shut the F up. <laughs> Shut that fuck. Oh, you can say fuck. It's cool. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is a podcast. Well, I got it say from it. you guys, but I just didn't know. Say it. Yeah, no, you can say, say it. Say it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know, I know. The, so, so you would say that Blake Lawrence is your Husker hero? Who's your Husker hero? <laughs> um, Mom and I went to Nebraska. He was. If he's listening, yeah, hi, Blake. But, um, oh, God, I don't know who my Husker hero would be. Um, honestly... Well, what? Because my my favorite Husker football memory 
Sure. Is when um, Sue, we were playing the Big 12 championship game, and he had, like, Colt McCoy and one bicep over here and then had, like, our other, like, yeah. offensive lineman over here and both went down. And, like, I had a like, – yeah, my grandma got me a Detroit Lions Sue jersey. So, there we I, go. I would say probably like, my favorite memory is, like, McCoy being thrown down. So sure. and Dominic and Sue, baby. Yeah, I guess I that's spent true. 14 years repressing that game, so thanks mm-hmm. for bringing that I'm up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, an hour, yeah, an hour later, Mac Brown doing that whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. Um, so you grew up in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and you went to UNO. I did to play soccer. So why why UNO? What was it about UNO that you wanted to go there? Um, actually a weird roundabout story. I was at a ID camp at Nebraska. So I grew up going to all the Nebraska ID soccer camps and what's I, ID, uh, identification. Okay. Yep. So they, I was, uh, I mean, I, that's, I uh, assumed, yeah. but I was like, well, I don't know what it is. That's, like, okay. yeah. that's fair. Um, you made me think there for a second, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was in, um, my freshman year in high school and I was in a league called ECNL. So we traveled to play in our league. Um, but this ID camp specifically had, um, UNO, Nebraska, Creighton, and weirdly enough, I want to say maybe K-State, they were up and coming, hadn't had a program yet. So I want to say maybe it was them. Either way, I was obviously there to be looked at by the Nebraska coaches. And my dad came with me and right as we walked in the door, this guy started talking to him that I did not know. And then, um, Later, I got moved down to the Omaha group, and that guy that was talking to my dad was the assistant coach that was running the drill. Hmm. And afterwards, my dad was like, that was my childhood neighbor, best friend's older brother. I had no idea. He was the coach. And the him, and at the time, it was Tim Bennett, and he told my dad that they'd been recruiting me for like a year and didn't connect the dots that like his last name was my last name, and like he moved to Kansas City, and I played for Kansas City, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like this, whatever. So it's because they had a previous relationship, they could communicate, and so... Right off the bat, they wanted me to come on a visit, and I was like, no, I'm not going. Like, that's where you grew up. My dad grew up in Omaha. Um, went to Westside, like 90th and Center. So. Hey, yeah. Westside. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I used to wear his sweatshirts when I was, like, in middle school, and thought it was so cool. Like, yeah. I would, yeah. Anyway. Westside. We all did. <laughs> did, you, did you throw that out? Well, because my dad would do it, like, when his buddies and stuff, and I, yeah. Well, there's a high school in Kansas City called the Valley West, and so I went to one of their games one time and wore that, and. Anyway, wasn't the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Miller South. Yeah. Yeah. Miller South. Even yeah. even they got a shoehorn it in every time. Oh. Yeah. Because Louisville lost at everything. Hey, we were good at wrestling. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, so did you get sorry, to listen to our inner? Oh, sorry. Go on. No, you're fine. I I, I kind of went backwards anyway. But anyway, I they I basically was like, I want to go somewhere totally far but my dad's like you're not going to say no to a visit. We're going to go to everywhere, whatever. So I came and I will say I was blown away. I had no idea. Omaha even existed as a college at the time because I'd only ever come up for Christmas and spending summers with my grandma and grandpa and stuff. And so, um, being a diehard Husker, I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to wait until maybe that happens yeah. or something else. Um, but for not understanding what a mid major was at the time, mind you, I think I was like 16. So the recruiting process is so early that I was like looking back on it. Like I'd barely figured out high school. I don't really know how I made this decision, but um, the, the facilities we had and like, I went to a sold out North Dakota, Omaha hockey game and, um, was kind of blown away by that. And then went on some other visits. And then by the end of the summer, I was like, Hey, I want to take a break. I want to kind of just digest everything, play like a month of our fall season and just not think about recruiting for a second. And then, um, my dad and I, I mean, my family, I don't remember, we were shopping and, um, I was at Shields and I know there's a Shields in Omaha and I don't know if that's why it connected 
whatever. Um, but Shields was brand new to Kansas City, and we were walking past the Nebraska stuff, and there was like one random Omaha shirt in there. Someone must have returned it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> in Kansas City, probably. And um, I just remember being like, I think I actually want to go there. Like I've been thinking about it, and it was kind of this like I think. It was a sign. Yeah, Cosmic. I was kind of like this. Yeah. Oh, I kind of had been wanting to like talk to my parents about this a little bit. And so obviously my dad was really thrilled about that coming to play in his hometown. Um, and then we had a coaching change and all that stuff, but it worked out for the best. And like looking back on it, like I, I couldn't have made a probably better decision for myself because I thought I wanted to go really far and to go three hours is perfect. It's like a smaller version of KC, um, just the community at Omaha. And I think the the trajectory of where the school's going, um, my Coach won't love to hear this if he finds out, but I did decide because I was like, okay, Husker football will be 40, 40 minutes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so Priorities. Yeah, he did schedule practices during game times. Didn't love him for that, but that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it worked out. I got to play soccer at D1 level and for university I love, and then Husker football and where I grew up. So it worked out. What was the position you played in soccer? Um, I was either an outside midfielder or, like, an outside forward, depending on – formation depending on the day and so for the non-soccer buffs out there listening like mike what is your what <laughs> well, me too i'm not gonna hey, i'm not gonna deny what, what is your job on the on the field run run <laughs> um unfortunately no um depends like i would say it, it really depends on the team but for us like the outside position like you have to cover this entire outside you know and we're you have to get up and back you have a person you have to stay on a majority of the game um we say box to box, so you're defending and you're also attacking, so really helping on defense and trying to score goals. So, yeah. So did you get to listen to our interview last week with Anna? I did. I did Okay, listen. so I asked her a similar question. Yeah. Um, you played soccer. I'm faster than you. No, I'm yeah. not. Oh! <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> that is fantastic. No, that, my I'm question sorry, is. Sorry, Shut your ass down, boy. That's okay. Oh, my, my God. No, I'm going to get dunked on twice. Um, <laughs> you put me at keeper. Uh-huh. Are you scoring on me? Yes. Yeah. Could I score on you? Probably, though. Oh, see, that's like so a fair. Yeah. I'm going to call that a 50%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call that a 50%. Damn, she that might have been the best so dunk moment of all time. I didn't even get into the question. She's like, yeah, no, I could. I, I, saw, I saw the poll on Twitter. I saw, you know, <laughs> I saw what was going on, you know. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do that, by the way. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, if Who's going to win that race? Is it going to be Anna? Andrew or DB? <laughs> Honestly, I sat there and thought about it for a while. I kind of, I put Andrew out of there. <laughs> just immediately? Just, oh, not sorry, even Andrew. He's actually a really good athlete. He probably, no, he, I just yeah. think, I think when I think Damon, I'm thinking running back, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll but give, you're I'll, talking I'll 90s. Go, I feel like I'll just say safe and I'll just go with Anna, probably. Gosh, that's you know, a smart bet. Yeah. You know he was a running back before you were born, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's wild. Okay, okay, so, but. me, or no, I was born. Since you're you in born. a sport that is. <laughs> Since you're in a sport that's mainly just running, yeah. I mean, would you put your name in the hat for the Ooh. NBNR Herd at track invite? I'd love to. I can't say I've ran very much since my career ended, but I'd like, yeah, sure. Hey, let's add her, add her to right, the list. Add list. We'll make a new poll this week. Yep. <laughs> Are you more distance? You're more distance. No. No? no. no. I you're mean, I played soccer, but I do not like distance. How many goals did you score in college? 
Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> Let's cut this part. Yeah. No, uh, I already no. know more than me. No, I only scored one in college. Actually. Okay, there you go. More than me. Yeah, no, yeah. I was pretty, we were pretty defensive, but I will say the one goal we scored was against KC, which was pretty cool. Was okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had your moment. I did. There you yeah. go. Hell it makes yeah. it a little more sweeter. It was. It was a really cool moment for sure. Did you ever intentionally like make a little bit of a dirty play? Like just to, just to end something or prove a point? I mean, I guess. How many red cards have you gotten? In I, your no, never. I've never had to get red card. Okay. Which, probably a good thing, though. Um, honestly, weirdly enough, like, be, I like to be offensive, but my favorite thing to do would be, like, ch- I like to chase someone down to, like, win the ball back, obviously. Wolf, um, wolf, wolf. Yeah, yeah. When they don't realize, like, I'm coming. And then. She's a wolf. <laughs> um, but I feel like sometimes I can get dirty because when they don't know you're coming and then you steal the ball from them, then they're kind of like they're reacting. Fre- yeah, they're freaking out a little bit. Then yeah. it's kind of like the pull, and then you're like, I don't step or you know. But I wouldn't say intentionally. We were, yeah, like fifty percent intentionally. Know. No, probably not. <laughs> so <laughs> he's trying to get you to incriminate yeah, yourself yeah. so bad. But it's weird. Like I don't know. I don't know why I always love doing that. But that was. I feel like those are the moments that kind of get kind of. You get to prove like, like better. that you are more athletic than the person in front of you because you caught up to them. Yeah, right? and also on the flip side, like if that happened to me, you're like, shit, damn it. Yeah, yeah, and then you're kind of like, that's embarrassing. I gotta. Yeah. What's it's probably more satisfying than scoring a goal, maybe, right? Uh, I'd say goal is probably way yeah, up probably. there. But, like, we valued, like, <laughs> defensive hard work, like, a ton. So, like, that was, like, easy brownie for you. Yeah. yeah. Grit. Winning the ball back, like, easy coach ding, you know. Ding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, um, teacher's pet stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But coach's pet. Yeah. When you, um, when you scored your goal, did you do like the little Alex Morgan T sip? No. Or what was the celebration? My did reaction in anything is two hands in the air, like every time. But I was, yeah. it was my, it was, it was like straight up in the air and I was falling down. So I got up and like to see it went in and then my hands went in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing, nothing awesome. Yeah. Damn. No bat flip. Like we're, we're looking for some, I know, some, some pizzazz. Yes. I Especially know. against Kansas City. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Omaha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Mike already kind of mentioned that like, we're not we're not the biggest soccer heads. Okay, that's okay. And you know, like we'll watch the World Cup if things are getting oh, crazy absolutely. and the vuvuz- the vuvuzelas are going nuts, right? And yeah, or is that? I don't see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Women's this year. So like, I guess where I'm going with this is one of the. Perceptions of soccer is like there's a lot of flops. Boys, men's. Oh, you know, instantly. Yeah. Instant. Like, I also think, like, I don't know, hot take, but I think their goal celebrations are annoying as well. Oh. Like I'm, when they slide on their knees and they're like, 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 they're like, if you're in, like, Europe or I guess even World Cup, whatever, like, Olympics, sure, but, like, I don't know. Like, oh, Union yeah. Omaha, what do they do? I don't know. <laughs> what do they I don't do? know. I feel like I said probably hot take and probably offending a lot of people, but, <laughs> like, debatable. Yeah, I know. When, like, we're at state tournament, I'm covering boys and they, do this crazy like flag thing. I'm like, I get it. It's state, but it's just like, but then the girls score and they're like sick, you know? Yeah. Good <laughs> job. We're doing our just, job. Yeah. yeah just I don't business. know. I think maybe that's Go just team. because our, like, that's what it's like. But yeah, I would say flopping is boys. That's a boys thing. Uh-huh. Boys thing. I don't know okay. where that, totally. origi- I don't know where that originated. I don't. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I have no follow up. Don't look at me. <laughs> I mean, it's true though, dude. You're like six nine, two nice. two hundred seventy pounds. Like, let's go. Why do you flop like a? Yeah. Like okay, a we're, we're like a fish. Track here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess the next question would be, you know, you go to UNO. Did you always want to be a journalist, or was that kind of a late blooming kind of thing? 
Um, I grew up doing like every sport under the sun, like everything. And I have two younger brothers. Um, they also played a ton of sports. Baseball's their thing. My dad coached me and everything, coached my brothers and everything. Um, I was like the older sister that would wake, like if my brother had a baseball game at eight o'clock and they'd be there at six 30, I was like, dad, I'm coming with you. I'd go to warm ups. I'd catch them when they'd catch pop flies oh, and throw back yeah. into coach. Like I was there. And like, I remember parents being like, why are you here? And I'm like, what do you mean? Where else would I be? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. I wouldn't be anywhere else. Yeah. And so I loved that. And so just growing up, I loved being around it all the time. Um, as a Husker fan, even, um, I just think it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't feel like I had much of a choice, quite frankly, but Mm. I love it. Yeah, totally. I was lullaby to sleep by it, but I, um, would wake up every Saturday morning and watch college game day. And like, I would say it was my favorite show. Like that's what I would tell people. That's my favorite show. Um, and it's kind of funny. Like I, look back on it now and I tell people that, you know, I love that Maria Taylor was on it or Sam Ponder, but like, those aren't even my memories when I was younger. I just loved the stories. I love oh, yeah. that they like humanized everything. Um, I still like get kind of giddy when they play like the college game day, like entrance song. Oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I don't know where that came from, but I never knew that it was a profession. Like I had zero knowledge of how it all worked. I also like wasn't allowed to have a phone until I was like 15. And then like, I didn't have an iPhone until I was like two years later. So I think maybe I was just like numb to how all the behind the scenes stuff worked, um, which I'm thankful for now, but also giving, getting into college, my focus was soccer. Um, and so I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I always knew my passion and interest was sports so much so that I had a lot of like friends, parents tell me like, you could do that or like, that should be your thing. And I was like, I don't, really know what that means. I don't even know what that is. Um, so when I had applied for, you know, because I committed here, I wrote down, uh, elementary education, I believe. Um, and then by the first class I had, I think I was technically in journalism. I, yeah, it wasn't education. All I know is that, but, um, I met Anna and actually scratch that. I saw that Anna was working the college world series after her freshman year. And I was just like, I don't understand how she did that. I don't understand how she was there. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I also wasn't like, uh, she was doing track too, but like my only focus was soccer at that time and trying to figure out how to do that. Um, And then my sophomore year when me and Anna really had a radio class together and she invited me to a um, sports recording they did every Friday. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come. Like, I don't know how to get into this. I don't know the first thing I watched on a sports. I love watching reporters at the time, Laura Rutledge and still is, is like my up here. So I think I had an idea of maybe what I was getting myself into, but I had really no idea. I think until that first like sports show we together, I was like, ah, okay, this is it. I found it. This is the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned the cultural series mm-hmm. Anna, and you're wearing the 1990. Do you remember what teams were? Uh... Yes. I actually <laughs> don't know them by heart, but I know that Oklahoma was in that and Florida State's. And Cal State Fullerton because Augie Garita was coaching them before Texas. Hey, that's the Augie. year we were born, guys. Yeah. Look at that. Well, but I don't not know you. Or not you. you. Yeah. But I do know those two because when I bought this shirt, I was like, this is a sick shirt. And I'm like, I probably should look up who's 94 because people are going to ask. People are going to ask. Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. People so are going to challenge three. you. I have three. And the reason why I remember Oklahoma is because Oklahoma was last year and like pretty recent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. name three of the teams. Mm-hmm. You, please tell me you know the champion. I don't actually. Neither do I. I, have, it's, I <laughs> should I look it up? Hey, it's a Google search away. Everything is yeah. always. Oh, but yeah, Augie Garrido, mm-hmm. pre-Texas before. Uh, yeah. Before we hated him, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, he's one of those guys where. Hey, hey, hey hold on. Horns down tonight, go. by the way. There we go. Shoot. Yeah. They're playing tonight at seven. So they ended up losing yeah, to Stanford yeah. last night. You have to they do did. This. Yeah, they did. Thank Dude, God. Uh, that last that night, guy threw 156 pitches. And 16 strikeouts. Yeah. That's like incredible. one walk. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is, I believe I saw that is a record 
uh, for baseball at any level for most pitches thrown in a game by one pitcher. Wow. He was cruising, though. Yeah. It, near the end of the game, he's still throwing 93. Yeah. I don't know how you're doing that. Mm-hmm. I've well, thrown 93 once in my life, and that's because I added 30 miles on to the how fast I threw. Yeah. I was just lying to myself. <laughs> Turned her upside down. Well, I didn't watch the game, but I heard he, he threw a lot of change-ups. <clears throat> so he wasn't just doing 93 the whole game. Just gunning so. it. Yeah. No, right. I'm but just I'm saying. Still, after 150 <laughs> not- pitches and you're still pushing 93, that's still yeah. fucking impressive. And what did, when he doesn't get a high A... And, you know, in his future career, you're going to be like, well, you're going to look back at that and be like, wow, pitch management, well, maybe an issue. If Stanford ends up going to the CWS and they do damage. Yeah. I'm just saying. Worth it. I believe. Uh, is it, though? Yes. We also. Okay. Have, what are the odds of As a former ma- college athlete. Being an MLB player. Well, hold on. We also talked to Mr. Chestnut, Mr. Raider. What was that, a month ago? And they talked about how you're going to see more of the set of pitchers. And that's just going to, like, they're. Careers there's, are going to be shorter. There's been yeah. like a lot of pitchers I've seen the super regionals throw over 100 pitches. Yeah, but they—I mean, you're at the end of the season. Do or die. Like, yeah, they—they don't look like they're struggling by any means. Yeah, yeah. and they don't want it like as a competitive person too. Like they—they they don't want to be taken out either. So I—I I get both sides of it. I'm like, but if you're trying to be that—that that skipper, or that coach that's going to help you prolong your career, maybe you pull them after 100 pitches. <laughs> Yeah. 156. Yeah, but come on now. He, but it was it was it That's was like three games. It was like different though. Last night it was like three pitch strikeout, four pitch strikeout. Like I don't. I mean, I watched him. He like he said after the game, like the coach asked him, and he, or I guess his pitching coach was like, "Let's have an adult conversation." And he like walked away from me. He was like, "All right, well then I'm good." You know, then he's like, "I don't think that was very adult." And he, yeah. And yeah. he and he was like, "Uh, you know me. Like that was adult. Like let's keep going." And they said that previously he'd had a game or an outing where he'd pitched a lot of pitches, and then his coach wanted to pitch him again, and he was like, "Before we do that, we're gonna have a conversation with your parents." And he, like, I guess turned around, looked at his parents, and, like, did a 360. He's like, no, 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 I mean, talk to your parents. So, I, Coach Esker's got, I think, his interest okay, at heart. But, like, I think when you watch the performance, you're like, I, do you, if you take him out of the game right now, it's a two-run ball game. I just don't know. Right. Yeah. 156 is uh, wild. But that's just wild. Pitch, that's the most unreal. pitch I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> watching him pitch, though, I was like, you. I don't think you can. I don't know. Do you agree? I don't know. How much did you watch? I, if you, if you like, take him out. I watched the game. Okay. I... <laughs> Again, looking at it from a health standpoint, yeah, I would have to at least consider it. Oh. Yeah. But the way he was throwing, if you take I, him out, he will. If you're the manager, he will hate, that he'll hate you forever. He it will sucks, hate you. But like, but if he feels good, I'm just saying, I'm gonna let him go. Competitive. You know, competitive. There's people who get pulled out of no hitters because they've hit 100 pitches. Doesn't and mean in the they seventh sh- doesn't mean they should have been pulled. That's what, those managers know. are. They cowards. sending their team to the College World Series. Yeah, I don't know. I know is, but that, is that what factors in? I don't know. I don't know. People but make it, such a big deal out of I'm talking at the next level, though. Like, if you're at the next level and you get pulled and you're throwing a no-hitter and they're like, hey, it's a seventh inning. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. Yesterday yeah. was literally a do-or-die do or game for them. I get it. It, I, it had to be done. Uh, bro, if that's a lot of pitches, stop. though. It's a lot of pitches. If, Again, it's like, record. if it's like 120, whatever. We're talking 156 pitches. Think about a reliever that comes in, they throw like 12 pitches, and they, they're done. Snowflake generation. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> pitches, <laughs> man, get out! Hey, God, people make such a big deal out of pitch cones. Stop Whatever. it! <laughs> I mean, he's not going to throw the rest of the the college world series. Yes, right? he will. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to get TJ from 150 pitch game. That's not how that works. It's like throwing your whole life. That yeah. it just right. It you adds don't think up. he's been throwing his whole life? Of course he has, but I'm just saying. What what about all those other games where maybe he was pulled with 75 pitches and 80? Like, yeah, whatever. Snowflakes. Do you think there is a? Trophy? Do you think a 94 would be pulled? 
94. It was Oklahoma, no. by the way. It was Oklahoma. Hey, there you go. You, you so I knew it. that one. Yeah. You're right. Mike, do you <laughs> think there's a trophy for going 0-2 in supers? Get him. Fuck no, they're now, not. Now he's Nebraska getting after would you. Win it. Hey, wait. Hey, Nebraska Jared, would win Jared, it. He's getting after you now. Jared, I have a question. Is this Pee Wee? <laughs> Is this Pee Wee? Is this Pee Wee? Thank there you. We go. All right, all right. I, I feel better now. No, you know put what? it on a shirt. He should have thrown 160, motherfucker. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> hey, did they win? Yes. Yes. Did Thank he, God. Did, did he die? Not yet. <laughs> but did he die? Very soon he will. <laughs> um, Avery, hello. Yeah, hey. <laughs> we get intense. Sometimes. She is here. Okay. Um, how long until the break? Uh, were you getting there? We're sitting two to two to five minutes. Okay. So let's. Okay. Let's call it an even ten. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? You know, you you go through this thing kind of with Anna, and you learn that. Dang. Okay, I could really like this. And mm-hmm. was there ever a point that you were going through all this, and there was a moment where you had a snag where it's like, oh, maybe this really isn't the job for me, or. Like something happened to you where it was kind of like, oh, reality check. Maybe I don't want to do this or anything like that. I don't think so. Um, I honestly kind of think on the flip side, honestly, um, right before, uh, yeah, COVID started and me and Anna had like just kind of hit our stride and just like becoming, I would say, when I say close, that's kind of a stretch because like where we're at now, not even close, but like, um, we had like gotten close enough where I was coming to all the shows and we were kind of like just tag teaming a lot of things. And she was getting me introduced to a lot of people. Um, cause by this time I think she quit track and kind of made this her t- full-time focus. So she knew a lot more people in like the school of journalism or like our athletic department. Um, and then COVID hit. And I remember I was driving home from COVID and I was texted her and we'd kind of been chit chatting about how do we get more girls involved, this kind of thing. And she was like, let's start a club. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And we didn't talk much more about it. Um, and I remember during COVID, I felt like super purposeless, if that makes a word. I didn't have soccer. I didn't have anything to watch to like talk about. I'm like, I'm sure you guys are very similar, but like when I leave work or I leave something, I'm like, what game's on tonight or like right. whatever. Right. And so I was like, I don't have any of that. Like they, they had cultural series replays on during June and I was like over the moon. I was like <laughs> something like I was so excited. And so I think that was kind of like my, like a, a second aha moment. Cause I'd kind of got into it looking back on it. Awful, terrible. Like, I hope I can scrub them from the internet. But like <laughs> during that time I was like, this was so fun. I loved it. It was just great. And um, so I think, I don't, I guess maybe if there was a snag, I guess it would be like kind of the down period was kind of that, like this sucks and how, I mean, for everyone, but this was kind of like the, maybe the rejuvenation I needed to remind myself that this is kind of what I want to do. Okay. Um, so real quick, I know we're getting ready to go on a break, but you had mentioned that like you and Anna had talked about how do we get more girls involved Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I saw not too long ago, there was like a, uh, all women's event over at Hale varsity club. Yes. And it looked like everybody was having a pretty good time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just curious, like, has that always kind of been in the forefront of your mind as far as like just getting more women involved in sports and just like broadcasting and reporting and stuff like that? Quite frankly, right when I started, I don't really think it was like my true motive. I think like I know Anna definitely because she was the only person doing it that she was like, OK, I've got another one. Cool. And I think everyone kind of realized that we were kind of tag teaming everything and we kind of became stronger together. Um, I leaned on her for everything because I just didn't know people. I didn't really, hadn't really done anything yet. And I didn't really know how it all worked. Like she knew all the technicality stuff, like 
how to run this thing basically. Or yeah. like when we'd go to a, we'd call a baseball game and she would plug in the ethernet and all that stuff. And I'm like, I pause. I don't, what are you doing? I don't know this. Give yet. me a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or even if we would have recordings and she would do editing, like I'd have to sprint to practice. So I quite literally never did the back end stuff. So I didn't know all of it. So I leaned on her a lot. And so, um, I don't think I would have asked probably a male counterpart as comfortably if like how I asked Anna things. And so as we worked through things a lot more, I think that became like very evident and obvious that like, if you have people that support you that look like you, I don't know how many times Anna said it, but she says like, if you can see it you can be it and um I really think we've kind of taken that and run with it and so now that we're in the position that we are and I think out of college it's been definitely like at any time not trying to scream in everyone's face but at any time you see another it's kind of like okay you got this or you know um but for sure I think the rise in what I've seen on tv and the people that I get to watch now it's not really like a rarity I feel like I know we've got strides but I feel like it's become much more of a normalcy and so it's a norm for sure for sure and I, I think I know we have a lot of like just things to learn and adapt to in that area still, but to see more people, more women in those positions and not just even like reporters, but like agents and presidents and CEOs, like that kind of thing. That's the best I think is seeing like how diverse all the women are in that. And so I know that there's a lot of positions to fill and it's not just like, let's bring another reporter on, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, now like being working with Anna and kind of getting out of college and saying we have some experience, that's definitely been the driving force of being like, okay, we have some experiences under our belt. We've seen some women in the workforce. How do we continue to push that initiative? I think on. Yeah. I mean, the, the owner of the XFL is a woman. I mean, the, the rocks, ex-wife it's 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 a very weird dynamic but it's cool that the rock and his and his ex-wife is actually the the president of the xfl and and you even look at what i feel like is widely perceived to be like the biggest boys club in sports at barstool sports Mm -hmm. their president's a woman yeah yeah Yeah. i didn't even i didn't know that until just now yeah i wish i knew her name i should erica something that's erica namini maybe Uh, the there's a there's a she got promoted like two years ago. Um, I want to say Yankees. She's like, um, I don't want to say president. That's way too high. But or I think, or I don't know if that's right title, but like that happened two years ago. And I remember I was with Anna when she saw that. She was like, oh my God, that's like huge. So it's not just reporters and it's not just, you know, the anchor. It's, it's the power brokers. It's women in sports. It's the, it's the people that are yeah. hiring the other people. Yeah. Below that's definitely cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I think it's a great time to take a break. And uh, top of our beers. Indeed. Cool. (laughs) Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60 DBO-54873. Cash We have a saying, no block, no rock. Thank you, Sir Troy Walters. Wow, that oh, feels good. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That, that was a little good. shaky. You yeah. want to give that one another shot? Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Thanks, Connor. I liked yeah. it. The guy who doesn't know we exist, Troy Walters. <laughs> yeah. Respond oh, to us knows. on Twitter, goddammit. Yeah, we did, we did tweet at him like every day for 
almost a week. Four days. Yeah, it was like four <laughs> or five days. And we was like, yeah, fuck it. He knows it's we exist. It's so hard to find that many pictures of Troy Walters, guys. He wasn't that famous. Dude, like half of the pictures that you posted were blurry as fuck. Because <laughs> he didn't blur. Pixelated as shit. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? The content isn't there. You just got to make it up. I know. Okay. So anyway, Troy. <laughs> Troy. Avery, uh, so during the break, we were talking about like kind of like Anna's journey getting to where she is and that stuff fascinates us. That's kind of what we talk about with everybody as far as like athletes are concerned and people in your profession. So can you kind of talk about like you said you had met Anna in college and you guys had kind of talking about like you had seen her doing it and you were like, okay, so like you said, if you see it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk about a little bit like what it was like getting into it and kind of what was going on? Yeah. Um, well, actually, you guys actually asked her a pretty good question about like journalism school and like kind of what you learn versus like what you just don't know. And I quite frankly would tell anyone that's in quote unquote journalism, especially if you go to a school that doesn't have like a broadcasting major, like as much as you are going to learn how to write, I guess, if that's not what you want to do, like you have to go do it to understand like nothing's going to emulate like being at the sideline of a game or nothing's going to emulate being at a desk and a live event. Um, I know we would kind of do like pre-recorded stuff and that was great. It was a lot of great practice, but there was nothing really that compared to the nerves or like the jitters you'd get right before like asking a coach a question live, like at Baxter Arena on the screen. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never done this before. Like no one can prepare you for that. And then after you do it a few times, like that's instant learning and reps and stuff. So I would say you just had to go do it. And that's kind of where we began is we created our own opportunities and we had a show every Friday called By the Horns. And we had a lot of great connections. Um, So we would either talk to athletes at our own school or we would contact like Royals players or storm chasers and guys that were kind of up and coming. Cause we kind of always liked that aspect and that angle as well. Um, and we would do zoom calls and me and Anna would prep and do a shared doc like every week and we would put our stuff together and here's my question. Here's what I want to ask. And then she's like, do you want to host or you want to be the analyst this week? And, um, we kind of start off with like, okay, let's, what's the, what's the Omaha angle. Okay. What's the national angle. Okay. We've got this many playoff games happening this week. Do you want to do a pick of them? And here I am picking NFL games. Like I, no one cares when I'm picking NFL games, but here I am doing it. And it was just all just practice. Like it just was a really good, um, just kind of like, let's just try and see where it goes. And a lot of our like colleagues or other athletes in the department kind of like really encouraged us. And it was kind of cool, especially when we had them on and they'd reshare it and that kind of thing. Um, so it just was kind of creating our opportunity. And then because we created this club, which was kind of during COVID still, we would do like zoom meetings and we'd have guest speakers on, um, we had Joel Goldberg on from Kansas City, and we that'd be did, sweet. Yeah, yeah. we um, we had Mina Kimes on. We had oh, Mina. We had oh, Mina. Yeah, um, which was awesome because she's an analyst and a genius, and that's pretty cool. Um, we had Laura. Laura Rutledge was on, which was oh incredible. Like she's like, yeah, what was that like for you? It was crazy. It was actually like I remember I was asking her a question on a Zoom, and I was like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because she's the person that I watched in the College World Series when I was young enough to not really once again understand what reporting was. Um, I just kind of like thought they just like popped up there. I'm like, how do you, like, I don't know how you get into this. So to like actually meet her and follow her and then have this conversation. And she stayed on for like two hours because the girls like nationally started seeing her stuff because she was sharing it and they would message us and be like, do you guys care if we hop on the Zoom? And we were like, it's hard. Like, 
access to Laura Rutledge. Like, absolutely. And so she sat there and was like, if anyone wants me to look at their reel or you guys want to send me an email over like your interview, like feel free. And I'm like, this is a person that is literally doing everything under the sun. Like for her to say that was incredible. And she was just like, a you think she's great at her job, but she's like an even better human. And I think that was a huge moment for Anna and I to be like, okay, even when you quote unquote made it, like you have time, like, and right. even if you, even if you don't think so, like, look how big of a deal this is for us at eight 30 at night after she'd like, we were watching her on NFL live and then she joined our like zoom. Wow. Like, that's wild. Incredible. Right. Like kind of cool. So, um, I kind of lost where I was at. Oh yeah. Guest speakers. And so that was really cool. Like that gives you a whole different perspective that like love our teachers, but they can't give you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, after that, our athletic department and, um, just some of our administration kind of recognized us and, um, they were kind of going through, it seems like a role switch at the hockey games and they were looking for, um, like a reporting position. So they brought on Andrew, he was doing MC stuff. And then Ann and I would switch off and another friend, Alexa, we would do the ringside stuff. Um, and that was my first ever experience doing like live hits or a live in-game interview. So um, after every first intermission, I would interview coach and then that was live in arena. And then if we won, I was with the player after the game on the bench, which is also live in arena. And so that was like something you really can't prepare for. Like you, it's funny looking back on like my first few games, I like had some like prepared questions and notes and stuff. And then I still did it this year. And like, I would get in there um, to do a pregame interview. I like four 30 for a seven o'clock game. I'd sit there and look at the notes and highlight some stuff. And then I'd be like, okay, uh, momentum shifted like five minutes before. Awesome at that. Like I used to write out my like questions in like bulk and I'm like, oh, like, so it just, you realize how much like you've picked up on things and just like how much reps help. And um, I'd go to the press conferences that week and just also getting to know the team, that kind of stuff. But you get into those kind of steps and all of a sudden I think you learn more about the process that like makes you fall more in love with it. Um, so really from there I um, graduated and that was kind of my true I'd say real live experience. Everything else was like recorded. We did the Omaha or the Olympic swim trials the year before. And that was once again, an eye opening experience. I didn't know anything about swimming, but being at that experience alone, I was like, holy crap. Like I, the fact that it was the last one and it was Olympic swim trials and then watching players that I talked to or swimmers. And then like Michael Phelps was sitting next to us. And then like, he's, I just, I don't yeah. know. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Does he look like a goober in person too? No, I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> okay. It was crazy. But like he'd walk down right in front of you. Like he would hug Katie Ledecky. He'd like hug his old, like, I don't, you call them teammates. I don't know. Swim, yeah. swim buddies. Swim buddies. Swim buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like, then he'd walk back up and then like Mike Tirico was like asking me for like a heat sheet. I'm like, yeah, here. Oh yeah. Here, Lisa. Sol or no, it wasn't her. Um, Michelle Tafoya. And I'm like, I, oh, geez. I shouldn't be. Here, Michelle. I, yeah. You're like, I, sh I like, I should not be here. When, like, but yeah. I am, but like, I'm, you're taking it all in and it's just like the hustle and the grind of it. And like, I don't know, the whole experience I think was just one of those things that kind of like got me into it even further. Um, and like I said, I didn't know anything about swimming. So it was kind of one of those, like, once again, the aha moment, like you love this. This is amazing. Um, mm. Okay. So in college, you guys are, you guys are doing these, like uh, these zoom calls and things mm -hmm. like that. Is this all part of your program this or club. it's yeah. your, it's your so, club. Okay. So this is all just self-initiated yeah, stuff. This so, isn't stuff from the college. No, Anna was a president. I was the vice president. Then we had one more person and we called, I guess we, we should call her the vice president as well. And so everything we did, like I would put a graphic together and we'd post it. Like I, every social media thing I would run, Anna would do the editing. We'd put our strips together. Like everything was just us. And then we had a lot of members in it. Um, and our whole initiative was kind of like, it, we want a platform. There was no club for women in media itself. We were the only girls that like sports. Um, so we were like, Hey, if you want to have a show about a movie or entertainment or something like come do it. Like we're here every Friday, we call it production Friday. And a lot of our, like our, um, 
male student ath- or students, I guess, colleagues, they were all doing them too. And so we we're like, it's an open, like you come with your show ready. Like our staff is here to help. Co- teachers are here to help set up your show, do the behind the scenes stuff kind of. Um, but we were in there saying like, we want a one shot. We want a two shot. Like we would put everything together. Um, which once again, like shout out to Anna for like teaching me that stuff. Cause I was at practice and all these things, but that was kind of the hard part is we got up to like 30 members, but we weren't really seeing faces, but it did give us a platform and a club to kind of just like make our own opportunity. And then I'm trying to think what, I guess, yeah, a hockey season. And then I got hired with, um, heard at sports and that's my foot in the door was being a social strategist. And at the time we were like four people big, um, four people big, four people big. And so I was posting like the podcast clip outs and stuff and we didn't even really have a TikTok. like nothing really was established. And do I really want to be doing the Twitter, Instagram thing all the time? Like, no, not necessarily. That wasn't like my, it's not my dream, but like I yeah. knew it's a part of the process and you learn a lot along the way and like getting to know my team, they over time were like, okay, we know that Avery wants to do this. Like you're going to help us do this and then we'll slowly get opportunities. And now every time there's like a sporting event, it's like Anna Avery who, who wants to cover it, which has been great. Like my team knows that that's what my, I want to do. Here's your position and here's your role, but we're going to help you try to get to your. That's incredible, man. I, Two weeks Listen. of listening to this stuff, I'm like, know, it's so cool. I'm like, yo, get get me in the door. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I feel like we could be doing so much more instead of just. Well, it, I think back to uh, the the spring game where you know Frank Solich comes back and they name the locker room after him, and I'm like, well, I think UNO should be called that. Jur- School of Journalism should be the. Yeah. Anna Bellinghausen Avery Howard School of Journalism. <laughs> yeah. Or seriously. Oh shit. Man, paving the way. So is your club still active at UNO? Do you know? Uh, it's a thing. I don't know yeah. how much it's like going on. I mean, based on social media, it's kind of dormant. Um, it was really tough because we had to leave it during, or we started it during COVID. And so if we wanted to meet, you had to be on Zoom. Um, and it was just was really hard, I guess, to kind of like get our message to our group being like, hey, like we will post if you are a photographer and you are enjoy- like, get it to us and we'll post it. Like I created a website and I'm like, if you are a writer, like, put it on your website. Right. So, um, we try to get that message to all of them that like, this is a place for all of you. It's, I know we started it and like, unfortunately our faces aren't everything in this thing, but like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can help you, we can do whatever you need. And we had a few girls kind of come up with their own shows and they did do a few things. Um, and we have a few girls, I think now they're in Mav radio. So sometimes that's kind of a, you know, like, I guess a starting point is where me and Anna both started. So I hope it kind of takes off our sponsor. It was our radio teacher, and our, um, like we had Maverick, Maverick digital network, which did like live events and stuff. So she was all all of that. And she was the one that kind of endorsed our club. So she's still around. I know she's a big supporting role in that. So I hope it stays a thing and I hope it kind of maybe rejuvenates here soon, but it's, it's still there. I think there's no waves we got, we got the Anna and the Avery just wave of talent. And then, and now is there a gap now? I don't don't know. It's, It's hard because I really, I really do hope in the future that we are able to have maybe like a sports major or even oh, just like yeah. a broadcasting major. Um, Cause like my capstone was um, technically in media, media communication and journalism. And you had to do like a news broadcast every week. And me and Anna started the sports segment of it. Cause we were like, this is great. And I love that we can go do a news story somewhere, but like, it's really not preparing me for like anything that I want to do. I understand how to produce a show and I understand what goes into it to go get like a 60 second package or a 45 second, like, voiceover, but that doesn't really help me at the desk or doesn't really help me go 
like, why don't we, if it's, if this is an Omaha sports newscast, why don't we have Omaha athletics on it? And so our senior year, our second semester, we created the sports segment. And so, um, at the end, like that helped us a lot. But at the end, when our teachers asked like, how much did this capstone help you guys? Everyone was like, well, I'm like in creative media. So this like didn't do much right. for me. Yeah. It was more of a necessity. Yeah. yeah. And so I think they're kind of realizing that like, it just can't be a blanket thing. And so I'm hoping down the road, like maybe there's some more categories. Cause I know Lincoln has it. And obviously other schools in the area, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to go to UNO for the journalism situation, but I do think that if there was more categories, it might help. But, um, I, yeah, it's it's tough. I would love to see more girls involved, but I also know it's hard. It's a hard route to take when you don't know if there's a thing established yet. Well, and with Herdat being around in Omaha, and with seeing you and Anna and Marissa everywhere, mm-hmm. like we we teased a little bit about Anna about this. Wherever we look, there she is. I know talking yeah. about something. There she is. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know you, you got to think that uh, prospective journalism students are also seeing that and. They see you and they see Marissa and they're like, ah, that looks like fun. Yeah, it's yeah. encouraging. And then once you guys move on to ESPN or whatever, whatever you guys, <laughs> yeah. then they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll succeed. the little people when you get oh, famous. Yeah. 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 So we, we made Anna say this, you know, so when you get famous, yeah. you know, just remember us little people mm-hmm. yeah. so that we can have you on our podcast when you're big and famous. And us peons. You bring yeah. us on ESPN. Plus, yeah. You know what? You know, either you. way. With Michael way. Wilbon. We'll be with Michael Wilbon. Oh, I would love to talk shit to Michael Wilbon. <laughs> yeah. A full team of people to censor what we're saying. And that's why we won't be on ESPN. Yeah, exactly. Touche. You blew it. Because we you would talk it. shit on Michael Wilbon. Um, so since going to Herdat, mm-hmm. you had been there since October. Yep. Just talk about some of the things that they've had you been, have you doing and like maybe your favorite thing that you've done with Herdat so far. Yeah. Um, I actually don't even know what's happened yet. Well, actually two things haven't cause college world series is coming up and, um, I like need to thank my grandparents for like settling their roots here because <laughs> I grew up going here cause my dad grew up going to them. So I don't know if I'd have the same passion and love. I probably would, but maybe not to this extent. Um, like my first ever memory is at Rosenblatt 2010 when, Ooh. uh, the last year didn't, I didn't know at the time, obviously, but my dad took me and, uh, a group a party bus of TCU kids got out and they were all doing their little, like, whatever this yeah. thing is. Yeah. And I was like. They're they coming were, back. Though. Yeah. And they were decked in purple. And I was like, Dad, what is that? And he's like, those are TCU kids, whatever. That's and a horn frog. Don't you know? Yeah. 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 How, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. And so I was, like, fascinated that kids from Texas, like, were on this party bus. So they got up to Omaha. And I was, like, blown away by that. I was like, this is a big deal. Actually, the part that's funnier. I, sorry, I'm digressing. But. Um, Digress my, away. Yeah. My dad and I. This was a thing, obviously, but my dad paid to like park in someone's yard, you know, and then we like, oh, yeah. and then we like parked or we paid to like use their backyard to like tailgate. I now that we don't have that, I think it's really yeah. funny to share. But they're playing UCLA. Sucks. The, yeah. the new That's, setup sucks. Well, <laughs> I hardcore. You went from a the Rosemont was a ballpark, and indeed Schwab Park Field, whatever the fuck you want to call Chuck. it. Yeah, it, that is a that is a stadium. It's, it's court. It's a corporate. Yeah, it just you, know. you went from like that neighborhood ballpark, that home, that where home. you can go park in somebody's backyard yeah. and tailgate and yeah. have a great time yeah. and make memories. Yeah. To, 
Hey, we're downtown Omaha where you got to pay for fucking parking. Hey, hopefully you know about the parking meters. By the way, you have to get an app on your phone now because you can't put coins in there anymore. He's kind of mad. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. He's saucy. He's sorry. saucy. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I share like that with everybody who's listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, by the way, they took the heads off of the parking meters. Yeah. So you can't actually put coins in there anymore. Yeah. Where do you Fun put fact. the coin then? No, no, there's no, no coins it's like anymore. No coin. It's no. only virtual. So you actually have to pay more to park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, the part that's... Kind of, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, Mike, shut <laughs> let the me fuck think, up. Let me think about where I was at. Um, you were tailgating in someone's backyard. Yes! Yeah. It was a scuba. Yeah, don't worry about that. Oh, oh. They'll find out it's closed. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn yeah, it! Did yeah. they see the lights? I'm yeah. sure they did. Um, Sorry. No, they're going this way. Um, but this is... Cr- like, I kind of got to cover a few games last year, but I don't think... It was like two games, and I did it for my college radio station, even though I graduated. It was kind of like a favor since I was still doing it in 2020 and whatever. So this is like my first real event doing the whole entire thing, and TCU is back in it, and for some reason, this is kind of like this full circle... It's nostalgia. Oh, yeah, bit. sure. Yeah, and I, not that I have anything for TCU, but it's like that's my first memory. And so to do this with Herd Out Sports and uh, like allow them... Or I guess allow me to have like the trust and just the belief that I'm going to be able to do an interview every single day at a game. is just like kind of crazy to me. And I'm not working for ESPN and I'm not whatever, but like to have that opportunity because I decided to go to school here and like look what it's Mm. turned into. I think that's kind of the crazy thing a little bit. Like I would have never picked Omaha to pick my future down the road. And here I am getting to be at my favorite probably sporting event ever. And so um, for them to let me do that, this coming week I'm like stoked and we're going to have a few live shows. So just like maximizing every opportunity. And then, um, I also was, I guess you could say notified by my boss a few weeks ago that I'm going to be the correspondent for Husker football in the fall. And so mm, that's awesome. like, Woo-woo. congratulations once again, like a huge childhood thing for me. And so, um, I, I, I know everything that they've given me opportunity so far to do has led me to the next few things. And I'm really thankful that they've sent me to the NFL draft and like little things like that. Um, so, little things like the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. Just little, things. little things like that. But like just, like, you know, the compiling events that we're being able to go to and just like them being like, yeah, like Avery, you can come report this or just even like state, like, you know, anyone else that's from Omaha could have tackled that and whatever. And mm-hmm. um, to have just all the, I, I can't say I've ever done this many interviews in a year before. So um, to have all these reps and then have the World Series and then have college football back to back, I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited. Is it so? Is it kind of like overwhelming sometimes, as far as like just being thrown into this many interviews and this many events and things like that? Um, it's weird because sometimes I feel like there's this weird pressure that I wouldn't have expected, like to try and be at everything, and then you feel guilty when you aren't. Mm-hmm. Like last week was big, big slick in Kansas City, and Anna texted me and was like, "Oh my god!" Like Krista Thompson will be there, and this has this, and I happen to be home, and I, it wasn't really on my radar because I was home for a different reason, and I was like shoot like should I figure out how to get credentials I probably should go like I'm missing out on an opportunity if I don't go and then Anna had figured out that they're actually not really giving access to anyone so then I felt better so I don't know if, like I think sometimes the overwhelming piece is kind of like if I don't make the absolute most of this opportunity like okay like if I interviewed I even I whoa I interviewed one person like I probably should have done like should I do three more should I do four more right and like instead of just being happy or like content that I got a really good one interview and trying to like I feel like sometimes that's the overwhelming piece because I want to be at all the events I want to have all the reps I every single time I feel like I maybe dread an event it ends up being the best thing that ever happened to me quite frankly yeah like I hate to admit it but I like dreaded the Olympic swim trials because we weren't allowed to go to the world series that year so I was like fuck this. There you guys go. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I would want, they're not allowing outside media in the world series. Like I don't want to go back up to Omaha this summer to go cover that. Went and covered it. 
it was probably the best three weeks I've ever had in my entire life. Like we went to the World Series afterwards. I met all these companies. They realized what we were doing. So I had an Olympic swim trial credential on. They're like, do this comp- do, will you do an interview for my company? Will you do this? I met all these players. Like it was like so cool. And so wow. every time I dread something, I'm like, okay, enough with the dreading an event. <laughs> like go enjoy it. Right. Be thankful. Embrace it. Yeah. Right? And so I think that was something Maybe, maybe that may take it back. That might've been my snag a little bit at some point. I kind of being like, okay, I've done a lot of things at school. Like I can be content with that right now. And then every time I'd be like, I don't know if I want to go to this. Like I had to get over that really quick. And I would say Anna helps a lot because she, she's like, hey, I want to go. If you go, do you want And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, let's go. And so I think having a support person instead of doing it by yourself or like trying to embrace every opportunity yeah. doesn't feel as daunting when you have someone else that's obviously as driven as Anna is, but. Um, I think sometimes the overwhelming piece is just kind of like enjoying that you're doing it, be thankful for the opportunity and like, just let it be what it is. Like you're prepared for this moment. Don't try to do too much. Like, I think we try to preach quality over quantity sometimes. And yeah. I think that's been something that's really set in for me for sure. So turning the page to next week, mm-hmm. the college World series, do you think this you know, week. being a, well, I guess yeah, this, this week, weekend, this weekend. Hey. holy shit. Yeah. Time flies. Uh, do you think being a former college athlete is going to help you when you talk to the college athletes and, and getting the opportunity to interview all the teams that are going to be in Omaha? Yeah, I think so. Um, we, Anna and I talk about this a lot. Sorry, sorry, this isn't shout out to Anna podcast, but yeah. shout um, out to Anna podcast. <laughs> it's got a title. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. So um, we talk about this a lot because people ask, ask us a lot if like there's a lot of competition between us. And I was like, no, because like if she's not doing her job and like not, being great like it doesn't help me at all and we also say like we do the same job but like if you were to look at my notes and her notes during a game like we look at two completely different things sure um and maybe it's because I played it like more of a team sport I know she was on a team sport too but like I think sometimes our focuses go to different things and so there's no comparison in that but I also think that I have, and I know Anna does too, because she has this part, but I have a lot of empathy for a lot of the behind the scenes oh, stuff. for sure. And I know I think a lot of people do, but when you've gone through it firsthand and kind of know just what like the nitty gritty part looks like and maybe just like the mental aspect of it, I think that really helps sometimes simplify a question for me even. Um, I think sometimes if I'm stuck in a spot, I kind of put myself in that position and be like, okay, what would I be thinking about? Or like, what would this moment entirely mean to me if I'd gotten to this level? And sometimes I can't fathom that because I haven't even touched or scratched the surface of what it could be like to play in Omaha. But um, I think having that perspective definitely helps, especially when you do it your whole life. I oh, think. for sure. You know, to watch a, like a person's dream come true. Like you don't have that experience, but you kind of do in a way. So I think being an athlete for sure gives me a few steps ahead, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's your passion, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. so, and you've been in their shoes. It's like... Yeah. You work all the way up to a certain point, and and then you have to deliver. Yeah, yeah. Um. So back in April, mm-hmm. I I personally saw you doing some spring spring game stuff mm-hmm. for Nebraska football, and you just said a few minutes ago you're gonna be you're gonna be the correspondent. Correspondent. What exactly is a correspondent? So that kind of just means that I will be like spearheading the coverage for our team. So I get to go to every game, home and away. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, big time. It's like exciting. she has season tickets, but for every game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I w- I'm trying my best to figure out. We're trying to figure out how to get as much access as possible, so I can actually do interviews and kind of you know maximize the reason why I'm there. Right. Like, how am I going to bring people information that 
they're not going to get from the local reporter. Like how do, right. we, how do we get more here locally? Um, and so that kind of thing. I mean, obviously there's a lot of guidelines. You can't have videos at this time or pictures at this time. So we're kind of trying to like break that down right now. It is our first season. So I'm really excited. I, I mean, you guys know this, but we have the honor of working with Damon. And so to have that perspective and try to figure out how we can collab with him, um, we have some ideas in mind, but it basically just means that I will kind of be the pinpoint person at the games home and away. Um, doing most of the coverage and we don't do writing and stuff often. Um, but it's kind of figuring out how to bring, I guess, maybe a new set of storytelling a little bit to maybe a fan base that we've created in the new branch, but yeah, kind of the person that'll be there out of everyone on our team, I guess. The spearhead. You spearheading. Yeah. I so, like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt. Yeah. Hey, Trev, come here. Yeah. Sup? I'm, I'm the spearhead. <laughs> Which actually is cool though, because Trev was my AD when I was at school. So he yeah. knows me. Yeah. Oh, Trev, no. Oh, does that does lead to like a whole thing? Hey, did you know one thing? This podcast, we tit hard. We do tit hard. We, we trust in Trev. We, we trust in Trev. Trev. I got really scared there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, we have a lady on. Sorry. Come on. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Did we tell I'm Anna sorry. that we tit? No, we never told I, I, Anna no, that we tit so. hard. Well, Anna, we tit. We That's tit cool. hard. I like hard. that. I wanted to make merch we trust for that. They told me no. No, we're like, you know, it's it gives off the wrong vibe. But, you know, okay. I like, like that. People ask vibe. me, they're like, do you like Trev? I'm like, well, he was my AD. So, I, yeah. So, I yeah, tried. I trust in Trev. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tit. Yeah, I don't do that. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that much. Um, she has to be a neutral. Yes. Observer. No, she cannot be a Husker fan. It's okay. And I know it's tough. We asked Anna this. Is that going to be hard for you? No, it won't be tough. But I think like I have to get out of a habit of like when Anna and I on our podcast say stuff, I say we. And I don't realize that I do it. But ever since I was like five years old, I'd be up my dad's friend's face. I'd be like, well, we have five national championships. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we suck now. And we. <laughs> and so I'm just like, no, I won't say that. Um, but I don't, I think just ever since I've been younger, it's just we, 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 yeah. you know. So yeah. I, I got to with the team. I get a, yeah, I got to yeah. get that probably out of my head. But outside of that, yeah. So every time I'm watching, I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be like, did she say we this time? Yeah. Yeah. She said and we. Then, yeah. And then and I'm going to send. We win. <laughs> and then I'm going to send a response. Yeah, we'll be the first ones to tweet at you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do the the Breaking Bad where Walt is talking to Jess and he goes, "We." Yeah. What? There is no we. There is no we. So just yeah, should have told be you guys that. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we we love we love the the juicy stories. We do. Okay, and uh, so we want to know what is your. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah, uh, we want to know. Do you have any blunders that come to mind? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, that oh perfect. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah. Well, it's recent, actually. Um, at the Oscars, we had um, Tony Velen was there, and he got inducted into the Oscars Hall of Fame, I guess. And um, the interview was fine, but I left like it was the first time I left an interview, and I was like, Ugh, I didn't like that. Um, I shouldn't say first time, but it was like the most glaring and. I think it's because we're so wrapped up in this new era of football in Nebraska that it's like the first thing you want to ask anyone, like, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Like Matt rule impression. And here he is getting inducted into like a hall of fame in his hometown. And I'm like, so what do you think of like what's going on in Lincoln? And he's like, ah, it's a really hard question. You know, I haven't talked about rule personally yet. And I sat there and I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Why did you ask him about that? Yeah, ask him so, about the award. Yeah, and I should, and that wasn't my first question, but I just asked like what it was like, what it meant to him to, you know, you've been to a Super Bowl, you've won a national title, but like to be honored in your hometown, like how, how special was that? And then instead of transitioning into something completely different, I went straight to, you know, 
what are we going to win a national championship now? Yeah. And then I went back to. You said we again. Yeah. <laughs> we. <laughs> Crap. There is no we. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Okay. But let me defend you real quick. Yeah. Because what are the, what are the odds where he's going to be inducted into a hall of fame? Yeah. The very same year that we have a uh, new head coach. We. Uh, yeah. We have a new head you coach. You guys can say it. Though. We're allowed to say yeah, we. Yeah. 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 So I'm just saying yeah. like, it, I don't, yeah. I don't think you're an idiot for I think asking that. You judge yourself harsher, but I think. When he went up there and he was speaking and talking about his experiences and stuff, I was already kind of kicking myself a little bit because I had gone back. My third question was when you were there in 94, 95, like if you could identify the team in three words, like what would you say? And he said like hard work, brotherhood, and I can't remember the next one. But he got up there on stage and gave a speech. And, um, oh, actually, back again. My fourth question was about like your message to in-state recruits, like staying in the state versus going out. Cause you stayed in and like, that's a big thing right now. I just went all over the place and that's what pissed me off. But he gets up there and he talks about like all the people that like paved the way for him and like his family members and everyone that was like there all the time for him. Um, and just the bonds relationships that he had in Nebraska. And I'd already been upset. And then hearing him talk about that, I'm like, idiot. You, like you missed it's out. Hall of fame. Like talk about his, his family sitting right here. Like ask him like, what this group of people means to him and how much they got him to the next level. Or, um, you know, you, there's Damon Benning is here and like a few of your other teammates are here and Johnny Rogers is here. Like, what's it mean to be in that group of people right now? Or like, and instead I just was like, that's I mean, okay, but hold on. You're being critical on yourself. That's okay. hindsight. Well, I, but here's I, the thing. I had to drive three hours home to Kansas City, and I, like, recited my questions, like, 400 times, and I was like. <laughs> oh, you're being critical on <laughs> I know. I just, I just it's, it's a special moment for a person. I felt like I kind of took it away from him and by being like, okay, so are we going to watch a national championship this year? <laughs> you said we again. No. Yeah. Let me, okay, another thing. about him, okay? No, another no. thing, too, is, like, I already know what he's going to say when he says it. It means a lot. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, but then I like your question better. Yeah, I just if if that was the case, I wish I would have done the two questions about his career. I didn't even get to ask about the Super Bowl ring. Like, oh yeah, come on. At least, (laughs) at least being in a Super Bowl, like you you were from Nebraska and you got to represent. But yeah, yeah. yeah. you've learned from that. I did. I totally did. And I texted Anna and I was. She goes, "How to go?" Like it looks really great. And I was like, "Yes." However, and she was like, "Hey, you learned." And I was like, "Yeah, I did." But like, I just I would yeah. But the other one is then I, in a hockey game, we were in a really close game and I had the intermission period at the intermission. I told coach congrats instead of good luck. And we were down Ooh. one goal, but we, but, we, but we'd come back from like two. And I was like, congrats. Are we? No, ha- Omaha. Oh, but you said we, I said Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you say we, what? I'm what? colorblind. What are you talking about? Um, no, I, no, I, cause we, <laughs> I went to Omaha. I'm allowed to, okay? So I'm my question, if it's going to be hard. The, to I'm not at the game. I'm talking to you guys, okay? <laughs> Omaha hockey had come back like two goals, and then we were down one, but technically it felt like we won that period. <laughs> this is great. It's like saying like. Like, I don't know what to do I'm with it. Like, it's, it's almost a verbal filler, but you actually went there. I so did. I, it's, I, it's I, accurate. I went, to, I went to Omaha. I, I am Omaha. You she are. Is Omaha. You are a maverick. Thank she you. has a school of journalism in, named after her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just preparing you for the next yeah. level, all right? Anywho, yeah. I was like... Uh, we were like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, anyway, and I was like, congrats. Good luck. And then it was on the screen. He laughed and I walked away. The camera guy stayed on me. He stayed on you. He did because they didn't. Of course he did. Yeah. Are you ever ever nervous about like a coach like treating you like Bo Pelini would? Like just Mm. making you look dumb as hell? 
Uh, honestly, you watched the game. I yeah. will say it was like a big fear of mine once I realized that so self-conscious right now to say we, that's not even a thing, but yeah, no, we're not going to call you out anymore. Yeah. That's it. Um, I was like, I didn't really know what reporting was, but watching like him talk to them, I would get freaked. I'm like, God, here we go. Like I would get nervous. Right. And I will say like, I think my, my perspectives changed a little bit. Cause he's like a college football legend. But a few, there was a few years ago. I was like, I would want nothing to do with Nick Saban at halftime. Zilch. Right. And now I'm like, I'm kind of sick. I don't know. I'll be awesome. Think. But then like a year or two ago, I was like, uh, well, who'd he yell at? Maria Taylor. And then he had to came out that public statement or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I guess that'd be pretty humiliating when you're on national television. But then again, everyone knew immediately like, okay, that would be chill. Bro. Yeah. But, you could try, but right. he's not going to do it. So quit asking. Yeah. Put on right. an Aflac. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. That, that would be my, I mean, that would yeah. be my thing. I'd just be, I, I, I figure I would be the one that goes out there and go, how do you think the game's going? Like it just yeah because you but no you went to the uh, Anna Bellinghausen uh, school, school of journalism, journalism right. now so you're yeah. good you know right. how to ask questions at right I learning sporting events I learned this who what when where yeah okay so Sometimes, I would ask yeah. who are we here watching today and Nick Saban looking at me Alabama you dumb fuck. <laughs> I, I would, I'd be terrible. Yeah. I will terrible. say your your we thing yeah. reminds me of college. I went to I went to school for mass communications, and my my teacher we would have to give public we? you know oh, we so, yeah, no. we well, it's good. hard no. it's hard nice. yeah but like I'm actually talking about my classmates uh, about so they I <laughs> would have to give a a you know public speak on something. And anytime we would use verbal fillers where it's like, yeah. you know, oh, um, you, know, you know, is my downfall, you, you know, know, and, um, you know, no, I don't so actually. She <laughs> would sit there with a jar and oh. she would throw pennies in it and you would hear tink, tink, oh, no. tink. Humiliating. I will tell you how quick you can get rid of those yeah. things. And I'm terrible at it now because I'm so far out of practice, yeah. but it was. It was incredible. You got pennies? No, so I had to do the same thing in Nebraska. Uh, Did they do the same thing? Instead of it, pennies, they would tase you. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It was terrible. <laughs> I considered dropping out multiple times. In the wild. <laughs> in the wild, you learned to like it. Oh, jeez. You're throwing out Oz just because. Connor's up there. Like, 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 like. <laughs> wow. Oh. Any, any Moving who. on. Anywho. Well, no, uh, no. I, you know, I'm just, you're going to be spearheading Husker yeah. sports and yeah. I'm, listen, I'm excited for you. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm That's excited awesome. Too. We, we have a contact. Like it's a Seriously. talk to people. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, That's pretty cool. cool. I know. It is kind of weird to think about like, cause I'm not from here. So everyone's like, okay, so what do you think? I'm like, no, no, no this is like a big deal. Like I love college football. I right. love Nebraska, but well, not we. That's right. Well, how do you think? Uh, I, yeah. How do you think the Nebraska football team? Mm -hmm. What do you, record wise? I mean, what are you thinking here? You don't get to pick six and six. I'm that is a rule. To. Well, I was I was going to see if she's going to pick six and six, and then I, we call her. Honestly, out. I don't. Maybe I've been around him a little much, or maybe listened to a lot of Damon speak. But I think that he's he's gotten me to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to pick a record, you know? And he's like, mm -hmm. we're just. But I truly, truly, I'm probably not alone on this, but I just don't think we can go backwards. Like, I genuinely don't think we're going to go backwards. Like, and if we do, I, I it'll be for different reasons. But I just genuinely don't think with the accountability, responsibility, like just, I think, I don't know, call it cheesy, but like just love that's in the program again, or like just leadership. I mean, I know we're seeing it from an outside perspective, but like watching him talk and being at practices, you're just like, oh. Okay. Adult is in the room. A hundred percent. And I think um, I... 
think I can share this, but I was, we were at practice and it was my first ever practice and, um, it was cold. So they have the garage doors open and Hawks or whatever. And they have like a certain sound that goes off to let everyone know that like they're either starting warmups or they're going to the position groups, one or the other, like it's not a whistle and it's not someone whatever. Um, at least that's what I observed from the first day. Also my first ever first ball football practice. And I'm like, yeah, there's a million things going on. People are, Ooh, people, candy. Are, people are running around with their cameras, like sprinting. I'm like, God, what's going on? And I'm just like sitting watching ones like whatever. And people are like, bium, bium. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, do I have to run to go to the next yeah. thing? I, I don't know. Like, is this expected? I don't know. Um, and there's just like a hundred media members in there, but anyway, so he like is kind of freaking out about something and then asks everyone to put their cameras down. And he was like, I love that you guys are in here. He's like, I love that, you know, you guys care about us and you're going to give us coverage, but like I need this moment with my team. I, I want you guys to be at stuff, but like, I don't need everything out there. And he'd cussed, I think. And that's kind of what he just didn't like, didn't maybe went out there and yeah. he pulled the team together and he said, Hey, I know I kind of let your guys' asses up a little bit about not being in the same place or the right place, whatever. I didn't realize that it was a coach fault. I didn't communicate to my coaches correctly. He's like, that's on me. He's like, my favorite thing about this team right now is that you guys respond when I ask and I hold you guys accountable. So I'm going to hold my coaches accountable today. That's on me. I'll take this one. He's like, I can't expect the highest level from you guys if you're not getting it from me. He's like, that's it. I'm sorry. Um, and then he kind of went into some like little things he saw that he didn't like, just very kind of small things like, he kind of, he kind of threw a jab. It was kind of funny. We still have cameras down, like no one's recording. And he was like, um, something about, you know, you can't pick and choose what day to show up. He's like, it's going to be cold most of the season. Like, he's like, I know this is new to you guys, but I, when you guys go out there, you don't get to like slack. Like we're going to play Iowa when it's freezing. Like I mm -hmm. need, you know, we don't get to pick and choose. And he's like, I'm going to have some of you in the end of the spring meetings come in here. And I'm going to be like, yeah, well you didn't choose to work hard on the cold day. And like, we can't have that, like whatever. And then he talked about um, what people were wearing. I don't know what the dress code is. I don't know if they're not wearing like sleeves. I don't know what it was. I couldn't hear that part, but I wish I knew what it was. But then he was like, I don't know if you guys have noticed. He's like, no offense, but like doing whatever you want in the past few years hasn't worked too well for you guys or something. Is he wrong though? And he was like, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying like, we're going to do things as a team. Like everything is team driven. We're gonna, like, we're going to look alike. We're going to come in here and do things. To, like we are not going to be an individual anything. And I was like, Okay. And then he was like, are we good? And then they all came in and prayed and it was like business. And so I was like, okay, I like it. So, yeah, I love and that, that. And that was my first practice. And so I was like, all right, so we can't get worse. I don't think. Right. So, and that was like, I didn't watch one. I didn't watch one rep. I watched them kick their leg in the air and then get pulled in. And I was like, yeah. okay. So I don't know if we need to cut that out, but no, um, absolutely nope, not. I don't know. I don't know what's allowed or not allowed with when, cameras are down but anyway now you guys i mean i mean there but, i don't think there's a person in the country that thinks you know coaches don't cuss no you that, know right. that, or just, that or just like yeah. he wanted that like personal message not on camera so yeah i don't know um but we'll figure it out you guys got a little insight hey, he's there, my father-in-law's buddy so we're good yeah. yeah i'm happy to finally have a husker coach that is willing to cuss yeah <laughs> right everyone yeah, else that, has been is squares. That the, yeah, that's been the really baseline tough. for yeah. you oh yeah the, none of them ever done that before yeah. Yeah. especially that guy with the yeah. big nose yeah i'm right here yeah. <laughs> yeah so i guess a long-winded answer to say i just don't know if i have a record in mind but i just don't see us it's a going thumbs back. up yeah and at hearing i mean you guys probably see it too but like watching all the players talk afterwards like mm. after practices like i think there was over seven of them in that first week that i was there that like they would throw in I love this coaching staff or I love this team right now. I don't know if we were really there 
last year. I don't really think I can say confidently that kids, kids were like, I love this coaching staff. Well, we, you know, like you, you never heard anyone, anyone for the past four years say any, unless I'm wrong. I haven't heard anybody say, I love Scott. Fuck. I, I mean, love this staff. Like, Gary, 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 maybe Garrett maybe Nelson, Nelson did. Yeah, you're oh, right. You go. Yeah, you're he right. Did. He, he would take a bullet for that's for true. that guy, that's former true. head coach that's, Scott. He he would take a bullet for him. That's one thing that I, Jared. I think point. to your point, one thing that I talk about all the time is there is a difference between liking a coach and supporting a coach. Two wildly different. We're loving things. him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust. Like was still like, a stretch. No, right, but I, like the word love was like. Yeah, I love, and I was like. Yeah, it's strong. So yeah. something that like I've been kind of conscious of is it seemed like all five years there was something that went wrong. And it always came out in the media. Everybody was always talking about it. Let's talk about cheating on special teams and doing all this stuff, right? It seemed like every year there was something that popped up that was like controversial or the, the workouts, guys got injured during workouts because they got sent to the hospital. Rabdo. Right, right. There was always, there was always just some bad news that came out. And I'm not necessarily like waiting for something like that to happen because I'm so conditioned. But I think that's a plus, at least, that we have not heard any controversy or bad news or the NCAA is not investigating us and like... They you know. practice too much. Yeah. It's because we hired someone who's capable of being a head coach. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well, when you have a guy that wants to be the CEO and he's like, and this is the thing that was probably his downfall at Carolina was he was the dude where he was trying to oversee everything and try to tell grown men what to do in the NFL that doesn't work. But at college, you're the CEO. Nothing happens without your knowledge. Right. And so when you have a guy that is like that, there isn't a front office where deals are being made, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're... You're in charge. I think beyond that, like you, it's hard. I we need to talk about this a lot, but like he's a developer and he likes the like process part. And you don't really have time to do that in the NFL. Like no, he talked about not. that one time. He was like, I was like wanting to like help a kid. Like, Hey, I think you get some more practice time or whatever. And then I got a guy coming down to me like, Hey, we got to make, he's got to go. And you're like, no, no, no. I just got to know this guy. Like I want him to do well, where I think that's probably why he gets to be a successful at a college level is like, he's like, no, I can work with this kid. I can get him there. So I think he did get that CEO reputation just because it's like I he also talks about how much he likes to be in the community yes. and like be in everything and I think people were mm-hmm. like why are you at all these things like stop and I think he just like enjoyed it I think like being a normal human being on top of that you kind of lose that right a little bit as an NFL head coach unfortunately I was trying to say right but it's just not as normal the ability sure. yeah. yeah yeah like I don't know people were like I don't want to have this much access to you like go work I don't know but, yeah I mean it is kind of a like you see him at Wrestlemania and He's at awesome. a concert. He's on stage with uh, whoever that country artist was. Kenny that Chesney? Kenny Chesney, that guy. Yeah. That guy. It's like, yeah, there, there's a part that it's like, cool. Like, he, it seems like he wants to be here. And we've said this many times. He's more Nebraskan than the previous guy who grew up in Wood River, Nebraska. That's wild. Kind of weird. I, I will but say it's like, this. On the other hand, it's like, can you get to work because we that's, look, look, that's, that's, I was just getting ready to go <laughs> there. It's going, it's going to be one of those things where if we start losing crazy, I know. everybody's going to be like everything, everything that I they love about him more. now, uh-huh. they're going to hate him for. Maybe if you weren't at WrestleMania watching triple H go like this. Mm. Yeah. We would have won two more games. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Have that's I the, said that's it. the other shoe, by the way. 
Yeah. I think I have said this every episode for the last month. Oh, boy. <laughs> when I you go Scott. and get a new quarterback, talking about Mr. Sims, you got to give him two years before you really get a good read on how he's going to do. He, for still, a head coach, he still doesn't have two years. <laughs> for a head coach, you got to give him three. Yeah. You, like, Three's you, been his like lucky number. Yeah, yeah. and if you look season. at like his first season at Temple and his first season at Baylor, was I he think, making waves? Not I think really? we're ahead of that, hopefully. I hope so. I, think so. We're not Gee, coming, I mean, we're yeah. coming off a little bit of a scandal. We're not a sexual scandal. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, nothing that I crazy. I hope it's like nothing like crazy. I don't know. Right. And yeah. Listen, what? Temple's not. It's not a destination. Temple's no. not Nebraska. <laughs> let's just put it. Let's just yeah. leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. In the third year, that's that's when the 2020, 2025 schedule is like, oh, holy fuck. Okay. Here we go. So, like, if, if we'll rule is on. That year, that's fine. And by 2025, Dylan Riola will be in the portal. Right. So we got another runner. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So, you said you're traveling to all the games this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Colorado. we're going to be in. What's the- your destination? Like, where, where are you excited to go cover? I hate to admit it, but Colorado. Okay. I don't blame you. I should, Why would you say, hate hey, I should say hey, no. but like it's just like that's so much hype. I watched the Coach Prime documentary last week. And you are bought in. I'm not bought in, but I was being <laughs> a little critical, I think. However, I don't know how much of it's in like a show. And an it's all a show. I know. It's all like, a show. I will say when you life. watch though, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like that one song, he's like, yeah, the, the swack one. Mm-hmm. Huh? I was like, this is kind of good. <laughs> I mean, she's like this. She's like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to say that at all. I think everything that's going on there is like, what the heck? But Seems uh, like a circus. It does. But I think like when you kind of, like, yeah, yeah. But like my dad grew up on that, like his rise. And so like my dad's very critical right now. And he's like, I used to love this guy. And yeah. um, to watch this video a little bit and just kind of, I don't have much experience outside of like literally him becoming the Colorado head coach and then all the, back and forth shit talk that Nebraska and Colorado do. And so um, I think to watch this and kind of get an aspect of who he was as a coach and then how, like, much people valued him as a player and stuff, since I don't have, like, that perspective to then be like, okay, I'm going to be on the same field as Deion Sanders. That's, like, that's cool, cool, cool. It is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Your, your dad saw Dion come to Memorial Stadium in the 80s yeah. when the Florida State played Nebraska. Yeah. So it's just, like, yeah. Well, my dad was also, realize. he was an Atlanta Braves fan, too. So that's why. Oh, and so, like, okay. he's got the whole, yeah. And so he was, like, but now he's, like, 56 transfers like that guy sucks and i'm like yeah he does i'm sure but i'm like God, but I, I hope he does i know but i told him I'm like, i know <laughs> and then i was like okay i go i don't want to like sway you at all but i'm like i feel like maybe you should just watch it to like just give you like just like just a different perspective like, right. I, I go if i'm gonna have this strong of opinion i probably should be educated a little bit and i don't know like he he basically he like narrates the documentary so i don't know how truthful it is but it's definitely like of course yeah. of course yeah. Dion narrates yeah. well, at, first, at Dion. first i was like wow these are really good sound bites they got and then after a while, I was, it like the, i put the captions on and it was like narrator and i was like oh oh he literally is yeah so i was like okay. it starts off with a very handsome coach <laughs> yeah. Yeah. super yeah. smart and talented yeah. Yeah. with only four toes yeah <laughs> His, yeah. his leg is jacked it up. It is weird. So I I think after watching that a little bit, like the Colorado hype's kind of there. And not like for me to like for Colorado. It's more like, okay, now I have like this added hype that like I hope we, you know. Well look, other than the them. other than the piss balloons that they throw in Boulder, it's a oh, and beautiful college town. Yeah. With the mm-hmm. mountains and yeah. all that crap. And they're technically accredited. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there next week. <laughs> we have the bluffs. Are you guys going? Oh, to the Boulder game? Probably. No, I wanted to. Um, no. We will be in Minnesota, though. Okay, I'll be there. Okay. Okay. 
See, We're doing a live show fun. at the Husker Bar in Minnesota. Yeah. So if you want to come in and, and be on our show, <laughs> do we, hands. We will be there. So he told you. We. It'll be like a noon or one o'clock show for the seven okay. o'clock game. So you can okay. come in, hang okay. out at the Husker Bar with. So here's my us, dilemma. We. Yeah, we will be there. Here's my dilemma. So the thirtieth is volleyball day in Nebraska. Yeah. I yeah. have to, I have to be there. Oh, then you wow. I Good will luck. either fly that night or that morning to Minnesota, cover that game, and then my college teammate is getting married in Grand Island on Sunday or on on Saturday. Oh, I was like, boy. who gets married on a Sunday? Sorry, sorry. No, but her her wedding is on the Saturday cuz the Husker game is on the Friday, obviously. But Friday is my birthday. We the Husker game is on a Thursday actually, so. Hey, so I'm coming. Let's okay. Go. The Husker game's on a Thursday. It, sorry, that's what I meant. Her wedding is on Saturday. No, Husker volleyball day is on no, that's 30th, on Wednesday. 30th. Okay, you're right. Yes, yeah, so it's a Wednesday, a Thursday. Yeah, then you have done. Friday to recoup yeah. and then Saturday to the wedding. No, her wedding is on the first Friday, Friday night. A Friday night one? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a weekend. Anywho, I know. Okay. When do you get you get married in the weekday? No, I got just, married no, on a I'm Wednesday. Saying, no, I'm saying that's just a long, Fun fact. Long like, weekend. that's a weekend. I did get shit. married on a Wednesday. Fun fact. Was it Destination? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That doesn't count. But yeah, so volleyball day in Nebraska and then my birthday and the first game. And then I get to come back, but I'm hoping to be there one way or another. So okay, so one one way or another, we're gonna meet up in Minnesota. We'll go. We'll we'll go see the town. What's the bar called? Lions Lions Pub. Pub. Lions Pub. Shout out to Lions Pub. It is the only Husker bar in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You will find us there doing a live show the day of the game. The dartboard is actually just a picture of PJ Flex face. Perfect. The one pre-surgery. Yeah, it's gonna say (laughs) or however many. Oh boy. Anyway, right. have you seen him? He looks weird. I know. Yeah. He's a punchable face. I don't know. Face. I mean, like, I, yeah, I know. Handsome Squidward. <laughs> okay. So if, I think we're at a... <laughs> if you're going to spearhead Husker coverage, you got to get Talk on the PJ Fle- yeah. anti-PJ Fleck train. Yeah. yeah Even I though he kicks I don't think Nebraska's she gets ass. to do that now. That's true. No, she actually can't do that. get to. We can. We she get cannot. To. Yeah. yeah. For all you know, I might like Minnesota. Maybe. Roll the boat. No. <laughs> well, you guys have. She said else? that I mean, no, I think it's a good point. No, to, I'm joking. I can't be too biased. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> this is a good point of the show where you get to kind of plug yourself, talk about yourself at all, where people can find you, etc. Okay. <laughs> like just like my social your social media stuff? yeah social media yeah, stuff. Not like your if address. you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said he's we, like talking about my social. Yeah. yeah, talk about your yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, my I think ev- I think everything is Avery Howard Dirty One. It's A V A R I E, just because. Was that your number in in soccer? Thirty one. Yeah. Okay. It's also my birth date number. Dang, mm. and it's not how old I am. Is that why I'm older? The number. Um, I wanted to be Mia Ham's number number nine because that's what I was growing up, and then. I played up a year because of the weird birthday split thing. And so the girls are older than me had like, she had number nine. And so I quite, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I was like, perfect. Like I'm not joining that team. Like I'll go back to my other team. <laughs> For number nine. Yeah. And then my mom was like, I gave them 31. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, it's your birth date. It's the first thing I could think of. And then from that mom. point on, it just stuck. Mom. So, I mean. And it's tattooed on your hand. I, I was supposed to ask you. I was wondering what 31 was, and yeah. I was going to ask you. Yeah. And like, then you said that, and it took away my question. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, my career ended. I was 21 at Omaha, but because that was the highest we could go, I guess. Weird. But, yeah. So. Well, you have to reuse those jerseys, you know. Yeah. I have, yeah. <laughs> anyway, salty a little bit about it, but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so heard at you can. I'm, oh, I mean, we yeah, see sorry, you all so, over yeah. the place. Oh, so, am I supposed to be giving socials? Is that what? The, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Twitter. Yeah, just plug and yourself. Where every, are people going to find every, you? How are you going to get famous if they can't find I you? I could tell them, but every everything is Avery Howard thirty one. 
Perfect. You're on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I would just leave it at that. No TikTok. Okay. Not really, no. That's just heard at sports in general. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, Avery Howard. The uh, Nebraska football correspondent for Heard at Sports. Woo! Apparently. Didn't know that until tonight. We love that. Hell yeah. Thank you for coming on yeah, thanks, the No Box No Rock podcast. Yeah. Appreciate you. You know, usually usually this is like my gig, right? Yeah. yeah. At the end of every episode. Hey, you got to say thank you, Troy. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But, I mean, seriously, though, like... We, we talked to Anna last week and we listened to the journey and now we talked to you this week and we listened to this journey of just you two just like building this whole thing and taking the initiative to, to, to lead the way for female broadcasters, reporters uh, in sports. And like I told you, it makes me want to run through like a wall. Like it, it's, it's, it's exciting. We, so the union Omaha had a all women's panel last week and Anna was the moderator and it was kind of weird. Cause I was like on the panel to fill like the soccer player role kind of. And there were so many questions that she asked that I like wanted to turn them around and be like, Anna, what do you think? Cause there's so many things that we've talked about and I could see her over there sitting like whatever. And so, yeah. So finally at the end, she was like, some people started clapping in our answers and she's like, well, I kind of want to run through a wall right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. so awesome. So, you know, Chris has told us um, he he speaks very highly of you oh, and Anna, um, and so we were excited to have you on the podcast, and we appreciate your time. Well, thanks for thinking of me, guys. It's been so fun. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. Glad you had fun. Glad you didn't leave early. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. there was a half time. Th- thought about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, Twitter at NBNR Podcast. Instagram at NBNR Podcast. TikTok at NBNR Podcast. Uh, merch. Well, okay, look, we're ordering merch. I've got <laughs> holes in this shirt. It's time for this Literally to go. You can see them. Literal holes in this thing because it's so old. So that's the old stuff. That's yeah, the old stuff. The old, right. old stuff. We're ordering merch. We're, we're getting some photos put out there. We're going to make a little video. We're going to sponsor. The, you know, we're going to show it off. We're going to show it off. Yeah, thing. we're going to yeah. yeah. give you the link and you can order All some right. merch. Good yeah. shit. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, anything else, guys? Nope. Let's no. sign off. That's it. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall, Mike Delaware, Kyle Byers, Connor Cadillac, Avery Howard. As always, <laughs> beat Minnesota and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me and like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> gone in Muhammad. G-B-R. A Herd at Sports Network production.